Welcome to the first episode of How Does the Economic Barrier Affect You as a NERC Student? In this podcast, we will be talking about the injustices in the school system. Some examples of this are the cost of uniform, school lunches, and private and or public funding. Public school receive an estimate $223 million less funding than private schools. Consequently, they have a lesser quality of education compared to private schools and experience a dearth of resources and opportunities. This not only negatively impacts the level of education that public schools receive, but it also limits access to higher education and career readiness opportunities. We will look to our next guest for more. Next guest is none other than Councilwoman LaMonica McIver. As the Newark native councilman, LaMonica McIver has spent her life working in her community and being a dedicated public servant. She founded the Newark Gals Incorporated and is a founding trustee of the Believe in Newark Newark Foundation. After growing up and serving in the Newark community, her hope was to give back to young girls in the community that gave to her. Today, we are more than honored to have her with us as a true agent for change. How does the curriculum in schools that are funded privately compared to that in public schools, do you think the students are prepared equally? So I, I do think that um, curriculum is different in, in public schooling versus any other schooling, rather you're talking about a uh, public or charter. I do think that there are some differences, some uh, major differences, depending on what you're comparing um, compared to some slight differences. So I do think that there's a difference, uh, one, based off funding, right? Just the way that funding is prioritized for public schooling versus even charter schools as well as private schools, there's a big difference. And there's been a lot of conversation over the past 10 years of my um, my uh, career in education just about how public schools are funded differently than charter um, and private. And specifically charter because that's the new like you know wave of a scene of schools that's come on board for the past 10 to 15, if not 20 plus more years and they've had a difference from public schooling. So definitely I do believe it is. And I think, you know, state legislators as well as even local legislators like myself have to be vocal about making sure that all of the schools are at the same part and have the same level of um, opportunities, the same level of funding, um, everything is fair. And that has constantly, constantly been a conversation around how do um, you know we make it fair, especially when you talk about the city of Newark, right, compared to the city of Newark charter schools. So there's been a lot of conversation. Definitely I'm supportive of school choice to an extent. Um, for parents and, you know, for young people to have choices in school, but definitely we shouldn't be making sure that one school has this and then the other school doesn't have this. All children should have everything they need um, to be successful. Do you think that schools that are privately funded get better care and or opportunities than fully funded public schools? If so, how can we bridge the gap between privately funded schools and public schools? One, I do think that 
at some extent, like I said, it depends on what schools you're comparing to one another, right? Um, sometimes there are better opportunities um, in some privately funded schools versus public schooling, depending on what schools we're talking about. However, I have in my time, like experience where some kids are going to charter school, right? Say, for example, you're going to charter school, you're like in heavy in sports, right? And then, you know, you, you go to, you have some young people that are going to a Shabazz, Essential, whatever, regular public, um, traditional public high school, like the type of sporting act opportunities and things that are available at these public high schools sometimes are not available at a charter school location. Maybe they don't have a basketball team. Maybe they don't have a football team, right? But I love football. So sometimes even at Extracurricular activities differ from um, publicly, which which a charter school is pub has some private funding and it has a lot of public funding. Um, but at the end of the day, the opportunities differ. Then you may have a school that has a lot of great internships available to young people, right? Um, and basically, that's not available to a student that goes to a traditional public school. Um, so those things definitely differ. But I definitely would pin it all to how, what schools are you actually comparing to one another? But back to the same point that I made in the first question, it is very important for government, state legislators, which is our government at the state level, even at the federal level, to make sure that our schools, no matter what school you choose to go to, that the opportunities are a wealth for you. Maybe the opportunities are different, you know, compared to what schools you're talking about, because even across traditional public schools, if I'm going to North Vocational, perhaps there are a lot of vocational opportunities of available to me. But if I'm going to a science high school, maybe I have more math and STEM, you know, available to me of opportunities. So I just think whatever school it is, there should be a plethora of opportunities, no matter what the funding requirement is, no matter what we need to make sure that each child has a whole host of things that will fit their interests. The cost of school lunches and uniform has strenuous effects on the families that are left to fund such expenses, especially due to the pandemic. Black and brown communities struggle disproportionately to account for these costs. When looking at school lunches, it is evident that high school lunches and breakfasts are more expensive than elementary and middle school. The nutrition of school lunches is also unsustainable. Similarly, in the case of uniform, the cost of uniform has been increasing with the average cost of uniforms being $104. All of these factors pose an economic barrier that prevents students from properly having access to learn efficiently. To delve deeper into this subject, we will turn to our first guest for input. Our guest is Newark Board of Education member Adorian Murray Thomas. As a Newark native board member, Adorian Murray Thomas founded the She Wins Inc., which is a leadership and social action organization for middle school and high school girls in Newark. Through this amazing platform, she was able to create a pipeline of college, career, and community-ready young women leaders. We are more than honored to have her here today to discuss ways that we can reform our education system. In terms of economic injustice in regard to educational inequality, what have the school board done to assure that families can afford uniform? And is there a plan of support for families that cannot afford uniform? 
That's such a great question, Brianna. I mean, frankly, I don't think the Board of Education is doing enough to make sure that uniforms are affordable. Literally just yesterday, I was talking to some of my students. Um, the one, in this particular conversation, one goes to Behringer, one goes to Lab, which is a KIPP high school, and one goes to, I want to say arts, I forget. But, you know, they were like, do y'all know how much how expensive it is for uniforms at my school and they were breaking it down and if frankly it is too expensive and so part of the way that we can make sure that there aren't all these barriers to entry right there should not be barriers to getting to school there should not be barriers to being able to participate in your own educational process and freedom part of the way that we tackle this is by actually having conversations with you guys with young people because all I what I know for sure is that if someone else is gonna you know not give you the truth it's not gonna be young people. Young people are gonna tell you exactly how it is, right? Um, and so we, there's a couple of things that we can do to make uniforms more affordable. One, we can start thinking about who it is that we're actually doing uniform business with. So a lot of these, you know, I think one of the things I noticed a lot over the past pandemic is that our young people like you guys are business owners, you're entrepreneurs. You've got boutiques that you're running on Instagram. A lot of you guys are running your own little print shop businesses and doing, uh, making hand creams and different types of body oils. And a lot of you guys also make clothes, right? You customize clothes, you design things. So one thing we should start thinking about is how can we actually make uniforms and the uniform securing process that we do it as a district, something that is owned by young people and something that's owned by local business owners. How many of you guys know that there's an entire company right here in Newark that makes sneakers called Dirty Souls Footwear? Some people have heard of them. They're a Black-owned sneaker company. They've worked with celebrities, with all type of folks. They're based right here. What if we had, as a part of the uniform code and the uniform policy, students who get to actually come up with designs for the sneakers, come up with designs for the uniforms. That way, not only will the uniforms be more affordable, but they're also something that young people are more interested in because they help create them. And so that's one thing, having conversations with you guys and um, making sure that we're doing more work with local business owners to have uniforms be affordable. The last thing I'll say on this is that every three years, the, the Board of Education does a re- reading of policies, right? So there are about seven central policies that govern our district grading policies, attendance policies, uniform policies, and there's a few others. In 2019, we did a huge policy audit. Um, one of those policies that we reviewed was the dress code policy. And what we did was we had students, community members, parents be a part of that revision process. And so some of the ideas that you guys are saying about making uniforms more affordable, making them more interesting and cool, um, what came up during that policy review. And so the more we have those conversations and the more we use you all's voices to impact our decisions, the better those decisions will be. Do you think that the criteria of determining who gets free and reduced lunches accounts for each family economic situations? The formula that we use right now as a district is something that comes from the state. So every school district in the state of New Jersey, as awesome as we are in Newark and all these other cities, but of course, Newark is the best. We have to also follow the kind of mandates that are coming from Trenton, right, from the state house. And so the formula that we use is, is something that is state approved. Uh, when it comes to Newark, we have the largest percent of students who are on free and reduced lunch out of the state, right? Out of every public school district, Newark has the largest share of students who are on free and reduced lunch. What we do then, making sure that we understand that there is a need to make sure our young people have free and reduced and warm meals, we do not, even if students have bills that are 
unpaid, right? We do not stop that from serving our young people, point blank period. Over the course of the pandemic, we've given out literally well over uh, 3 million meals. I think that's like just, not, that's just a, a, a minimum of meals that we've given out just during the pandemic. But we know that um, a lot of our young people just need to, they, they need access to the resources that we have. And it's our job to make sure there are as few barriers to those resources as possible. So to answer your question, I think that the state's current mandate or rather kind of criteria for which it determines students get free and reduced lunch, I think it's not, I don't think it's perfect. Uh, but what I know what we're doing here in Newark, we're trying to make sure that even with those imperfections existing, that students still have meals, that they still have uh, food that's healthy. Uh, we always often get feedback about students saying, ooh, uh, I like some of the meals we get, but some of these need some work, right? So we're working on making sure that the meals are better and things that you guys also want to eat. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of work that we can do to make sure that things are affordable. What I will say is that although we are one of the few districts who make sure that we serve students, even if there is a bill that's unpaid, um, there's still things that we need to do to make sure that process is more fair. So things that some of your classmates know um, around students who maybe uh, aren't getting fed, um, right, for some reason that's unfair, make sure you let myself or someone else know so that we can fix those errors where they exist, because we know that they do. guys had to wear uniforms and did you ever get in trouble for not wearing uniforms in my school I had to wear uniforms and it was they were really strict on uniforms it had to be either black or blue shoes I mean black or brown shoes um we had to wear belts if we didn't wear belts we'll basically get like in school suspension or something like that so yeah and if we didn't wear like the white socks or um, green socks will get in school suspension and basically all that other stuff. Thank you for sharing, Princeta. I'm going to say that um, that was a really good point you brought up. So you talked about how your school, you had in-person suspension. And I'm sure some of you guys might have experienced some other kind of punishments due to a lack of not wearing uniforms. My question to you all is, do you think it's reasonable to have like say suspensions for not having uniforms? All right, my name is Zabria. I'm in, I'm going to 10th grade and I go to NCA. And no, I don't think suspension is reasonable for not having uniform because everybody has their own reason why they don't have it. So I just think they should provide us with uniforms instead of skipping to the suspension all the time. Do you know anyone or did you have issues affording uniforms? I'm Prince Ada and I go to North Star and um, I'm an upcoming 11th grader. And for like issues regarding like uniform with prices and stuff, like my uniform is really expensive. For like a skirt, it's $40 to get a skirt. For a fleece, it's like $30. And it's like, my parents really like have like, issues trying to afford uniforms like if I do go uniform shopping I can't get like a ton of clothes I have to get like have to like buy like small amounts of uniform and build up during the year because of how expensive it is. This is Rihanna and I agree because the same with me my mom she doesn't buy a lot of uniforms all at once because if she does it probably will come up to around like two thousand dollars and 
Um, I just don't think it's, you know, reasonable. Well, yeah, I know, like, one of my friends that I used to go to school in Belmont, like, his mom couldn't afford it. So he would wear the same shirt with holes in it, like, throughout the whole week. And like, our school wouldn't provide him with no clothes or nothing. And it's like, he didn't want to wear them clothes with holes in it. So he started coming in regular clothes and he got in trouble for that almost every day, but it wasn't his fault because he couldn't afford it. The same thing happened at my at my old school. Um, the, it was a it was a couple of people in my class. They had like worn out shirts and clothes, and most of the teachers would make fun of their parents, and no one really did anything. Like no one, I guess, like spoke up or did, or the teachers like did anything about it, or like talked to them after school about why they wore what they wore. They would just like laugh at them. I wouldn't say um, I uh, I have like issues affording you uniform because I can like I would say um, afford like um, two weeks worth of uniform. I get a lot, but I couldn't get like the minimum amount of uniforms. What would you ask them as a alternative for uniforms, especially for students who are unable to afford it? And just thinking about the high cost that it really brings and the stress factor that it adds to families, what alternatives could we have for uniforms? Um. Like we could like reduce the prices or something because the prices are really not reasonable, um, especially for people who like have like deep issues on affording uniforms. So I feel like they could lower the prices or they could donate some older uniforms because I know people who graduated high school or middle school or elementary, they don't really need that uniform anymore. So they could donate it to um, people who do. I was a rare uh, 10th grade and NCA and I feel as though a way they they can fix that is is either they provide uniforms for us throughout the year, or just us with our own clothes. And I uh, agree but disagree with the uh, prices because uh, they have nothing to do with the schools. Really, it's like they still got to make their money. So it's really they they didn't put rules out that we have to wear them clothes. Only the school board did. So I feel as though. If the school board wants to wear it, then they need to buy it and give it to us. How does having no uniform, like no uniform policy, how does it benefit students, especially students of color in the public schools? My Brianna, and I think it benefits like people better because non-uniform, like regular clothes, I think is like more cheaper than than uniform. Like regular clothes, like a shirt. It's like five dollars, and then uniform like for like one shirt is like fourteen. So I think it was better like save money. My name is Princetta. I go to North Star as an eleventh grader, and I'll agree with Brianna because having no uniforms could benefit a lot of low income students because they will have like abundance of clothes they have, and clothes is like in general is not that expensive compared to the prices that uniform is. When thinking about like social, the social environment, how would that benefit students socially? I think it could benefit them negatively because 
Like, I know a couple of kids where they're not able to afford it. So they automatically think, oh, you poor, your mother broke and stuff. And I've seen people get bullied for that. So I just think that's another reason. Like, most people say uh, school uniforms reduce bullying, but I think it increases it. What do you guys feel is the difference in the level of education between private and public schools? My name is Princess and I go to North Star and I feel like the difference between private and public school could be seen really clear. If you walk into a private school, it's really clean. They have um, some private school has vending machines. And then when you go to like a public school, it's like unclean, unsanitary and stuff like that. So I feel like it's really easy to like view the difference between the two. And most I think private schools are like the school that mostly require uniforms and like public schools on like education wise, how like they might not get the same, they might not get taught the same as public school and might not get taught the same as private schools since private schools has better resources of receiving more inf information. This is Brianna. And I think um, there's a lot of difference between private and public schools. Like if you were to go to a private school, you would see everything like it's better, clear, like clean. And then like you would go to, um, a public school and you'll just see like, like you, the difference is very, very clear. And I think uh, in private schools, I think everything is like better. The food, the school, the education, everything is better. Like between like a public school where you don't get that much education, like you get taught the same things repeatedly. The school is not clean and like the lunch is not, that well how does the lack of funding in public schools impact the accessibility of health to healthy foods this is Rana. in my opinion is i don't really like the food that much it's they give us very bad combo combinations of food and i think there could be so much more food they could give us because most of the food they sell i mean they not sell they give it's like tastes good and then they give they give us milk with every every meal and it's a terrible like combination i agree like the food is horrible like my mom she uh one of her jobs she worked uh for the food court at arts high and my sister also go to arts high and like they literally call it jail food like i call my public school jail food too like it's just it's nasty and it's like my mom tells you there's nothing they can really do about it because it's what the food that that the uh, uh the authorities over them give them to give to the students. So it's not really they fought and it's just like it's uh they what they have to give out because that's the only thing they got to give. How does the lack of funding then impact the accessibility to healthy foods or even the accessibility of uniforms for students who attend public schools? If they don't have much money, then lunches are going to be like, lunches isn't going to be like enjoyable for students and they're not going to have like much resources as other schools will have. I was in middle school and it was like some of the kids had a uniform and some of them didn't, but I was the ones that didn't have a uniform. So she was like calling my mother like, if she don't come to get her uniform, she would have to leave. She couldn't, like, I wasn't able to really do nothing because 
I didn't have no uniform, which I didn't understand that. Like, how can uniform be about somebody's education? Uniform is nothing, it's just uniform, just represents the school you're from. It's not nothing special. And because I didn't have that on, I couldn't have recess because I didn't have any uniform on. Do you guys think that uniform is necessary to have an education? Um, I feel like uniform doesn't really affect how you are taught and stuff because I remember in fifth grade my teacher told me like the main reason why not my teacher my principal she was like the main reason why we're wearing uniforms is because um um if you wear like regular clothes it's going to be a distraction and I feel like that's not really the case like you don't need uniform to be taught like you could still learn um important information without having to wear expensive uniform so uh experience i had i was going to belmont running and i was probably in the third grade i remember and they had served us some type of tuna and i remember i got sick that day and it was throwing up and i had to go home so i missed the whole day of school because they don't serve good food or food without the choices how can we reform the public school education system in a way that is effective for students? I think uh, schools, since schools is some place where teachers got to teach and students have to learn, I think it should be about what we want, like what the teachers want, what the students want, not what the board want or not what people outside the school want. So I feel as though like they should just take into consideration what we want and not what they think is best. Thank you everyone for listening. We are glad you listened to our guests today and their ideas. We sincerely hope you can come back and listen to more inputs and ideas surrounding the topic of economic barriers in Newark public school system. Once again, thank you and we hope we informed you more on the issue at hand. Mm -hmm.